This is Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. Our heart for you is that you would live like Jesus and share his love. In this 15th episode of Radiant Reflections, Pastor Josh Harama and Brandon Kinsey unpack the boots of peace, the shoes of peace that's part of the armor of God in Ephesians chapter 6. Here's Josh and Brandon with more. Well, good morning and welcome to episode 15 of Radiant Reflections, the podcast of Radiant Life Church. My name is Josh Herba. I am here with Pastor Brandon Kinsey this morning. Pastor Brandon Kinsey, looking like it's a casual Monday. You it totally that? is. It's flip-flop Monday. <laughs> flip-flop Monday. Yeah, I got flip-flops on. Is that because we're talking about sandals? Uh, I, you know, I didn't actually put any thought into that. <laughs> so, so it's really interesting to me because like every, every, every week when I've got Ryan on, Right, like he's got like some different like crazy loud. But yes, like I have noticed that. Yes, semi dressy shirt. Yeah, right. And you roll in with like flip shirts and shorts. Fl- yeah, yeah. You're just you're just chill. He's chill. I thought about trying to find the loudest shirt I had, but I don't think I can ever compete with Ryan's game on that. He had one. He had one the other day that was it was almost it was kind of trippy. Like the all these little circles on. It, like, yeah. It was, yeah, I uh, Amy was so proud of me. We were at Costco and they had a shirt on sale, and it was pretty. Is loud for me, and 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 I actually picked it out because I am blessed to have a couple of friends give me hand me downs because I don't have good taste in that. And uh, I actually wore that shirt for the message. Oh, so if it doesn't seem loud, that's pretty loud for me. I had okay. a bunch of little patterns on it. Bunch of little patterns. Now, so I there like you go. I wore my, my loud shirt for this Sunday's method. There wow. you go. Cool. <laughs> and so, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> you need to go back and you need to watch the video of yeah. this past Sunday. So, it'll be June 28, 2020. Go to the Church. What What is our website? The Church. Yeah. Slash media. And yeah. you can watch uh, the message there. Uh, or you can go to our YouTube channel. Watch and, the message there to look see, for this, the loud shirt. see this loud shirt that Pastor Brandon wore yesterday during his message. Or just hear a message that potentially could draw you into a deeper relationship with oh, God. Oh, good grief. But <laughs> to be super I spiritual. Mean, ho- hopefully, hopefully also true. But, I mean, <laughs> primarily you should get on there to, to see a shirt. <laughs> nice. If that's what it takes, that's right. then yes. That's right. we'll do. You know, that'll be the connection. <laughs> A connection for people. That's funny. So let's let's move to a different article of clothing. All right. What is the best pair of shoes? Right. So for those of you that have, if you haven't actually listened or watched the message yet, right, we're in our Armor of God series. We're talking about SWAT, spiritual warfare and tactics. And we had episode four yesterday where Pastor Brandon talked about the the boots or sandals or shoes of peace. So that's why we're we're going down this with trail of uh, shoes, but what is the best pair of shoes you've ever had in your life? Man, that's a tough one to answer because I've had, you know, it depends on what you're doing, right? Like, um, like I've had really good, I like the brand Keen. Um, I can, I can second that. You, you like, yeah. yeah, you like Keen, but I, I like I like them. Like I, I like the brand Keen. They make a variety of different kind of boots, hiking boots, work boots, and stuff. They tend to fit the best. Uh, but I've you know I've had good pairs of tennis shoes. Um, I like my Brooks running shoes. They make my knees and my back feel well. 
But overall, probably lean towards Keen. I'm not sponsored by them, by the way. Today's podcast is brought to you by (laughs) shoes. Wear them. They keep crap off your feet. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I... Uh, probably my best pair of shoes were actually ones that were gifted to me. Um, do you remember what they, like what, who made them? It, it was a keen. Oh, boot, it was a keen. But yeah. so there was a family, uh, actually a radiant life family who gifted my entire family, nice shoes. And so they took us to the, the local Willer shoes here in downtown Sturgis, um, and gifted my entire family. And they said like, don't hold back. You get what you need. And at that point, I needed a good pair of work boots. And so now whenever I put those work boots on, which isn't as often as what I used to, but I would pray for that family every time I'd put those boots on. Cool. Uh, just in gratitude for them uh, gifting my whole fan. Like, I bet they dropped some coins that's, to that's, be able to put shoes on my yeah, whole shoes, good, good shoes are, are pricey. Yes, yes. And, and I mean, you know the difference, right, between – a good pair of shoes at a shoe shop, which that's all they do compared to, it's like not a diss against Walmart or anything, but the quality of the shoe is significantly different. Right. Well, the fact that they can like sell you a pair of shoes for $9. Right. Not a, probably not a lot of thought and quality <laughs> right. material that went yeah, into yeah, that yeah. pair of shoes. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, just the, the shoes, they last longer, they wear better, uh, they're better for your whole body. Yeah, so... Well, that I mean, and you go to a you go to a shoe place, right? And they're gonna know what to look for, like, oh, hey, I'm gonna like look at this aspect of your foot, and you're gonna, and you know, and, oh, I, and yeah. I've been to the, you know, to our local. Where they actually local measure place. you. And I mean, and they and they yeah. they watch you walk in it, you know, like they do right. all these different things. If you go to you go to like a, a big box place, and you're like, right. hey, what shoe should I get? Oh, the blue ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, your rack is over there. That's Just pick right. up. Yeah, you've got big old honking fat feet. Go check out the big honking right. fat feet yeah. section. So there's a significant. So if you've never been to a store that, like, they fit your feet, they measure it, they watch you walk. Like, there's a significant difference in the quality of the shoe, how you will physically feel as well. Uh, yeah, it's just it's a game changer. It really is. So, but you pay more. So I remember the first time I ever dropped because I was always like the I'm gonna go to you know Walmart and buy the twenty dollars sneakers. Yeah, the twenty dollars sneakers. Yeah, like man, like what everything everything hurts all the time and these are (laughs) super uncomfortable. Right. The first time I I dropped like a hundred dollars on a pair of shoes, like it blew my mind that shoes could cost as much as a hundred dollars. But then I put them on and I was like. And then even like a couple months later, you realize, oh, that's where my money went. That's right. Yeah. I Instead of having to buy, you know, five pairs of $20 shoes <laughs> in that span, you know. <laughs> right. I, yeah. I've, uh, There's a significant difference. So it's worth saving up the money. Get a good pair of shoes. Uh, it can make all the difference. And just li- how you physically feel, which ultimately, depending on how you physically feel, I think it also rolls into how you feel emotionally as well. Because you're not so fatigued and worn down physically, I think it actually affects the emotion. Man, we're going down a trail. Dude, <laughs> shoes and your soul. <laughs> oh, Which kind of soul? Got, oh, uh, how do you even, spell I that didn't soul? even mean it that way. And, and look at look at him. He's quick on that. He's quick on that. What are you drinking there this morning? Is that Just coffee? Some coffee. Yeah. You're getting all like caffeinated here this morning. Must be. Must this be. This is my in. first and only cup. So. <laughs> No, that's good though. That's good. That, that, I, I that wasn't even planned, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> like we're getting, we're kind of go really going down this. 
rabbit trail. So to okay, so I, not to take over your job, but to go back into the armor here, <laughs> I think you can take everything that we just said and apply that to the armor of just how important uh, our feet are, and especially in the midst of a task. So if you put some cheap shoes on, now Grant, they didn't have like the same tailors and, and stuff. I don't know what do you call the. Cobbler. Cobbler. Yes. Not peach cobbler, mind you. Yeah, cobbler. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know that they had the same cobblers back in Jesus' day uh, or after Jesus' day. For, I don't know when cobbler. That would be something to Google. I mean, somebody was making shoes. Who was the first cobbler, and how did they come up with the name cobbler? Well, did they cobble also, up something? Just, okay, hey, hey, do you know? So, uh, for those of you that haven't watched the message yet, Pastor Brandon references the National Geographic. Oh, yeah. Uh, what is it? The Curious Mind of Jeff Goldblum. Or yeah, Jeff Goldblum yeah, yeah, yeah. does random things kind of thing. Uh, it's, a, it's a really interesting show. Uh, you can get it on Disney Plus or whatever. But he does, the first episode is all about shoes. Does he talk about, it's been a while since I watched that one. Does he talk about like the first pair of shoes or like the history? Well, of he shoes? talked about a little history, basically from his childhood. Oh, there yeah. was only like one kind of sneaker. I forgot the brand of it. Uh, they kind of look like the old school Converse, the kind of clothy oh. type of sneaker. Which I mean, Converse is just like a aren't those like a knockoff of like the uh, the PF Flyers? Did you ever watch that movie, The Sandlot? Yeah. Right, and how the kid wasn't it? Maybe like, he that's wanted a what pair it was. Of PF Flyers. That could have well, been. Was that it. the brand? Like maybe then, that's what Jeff was talking about. But everybody had this sneaker, and I don't think they had as much variety of sneakers as what we do now. So uh, that that was about it for the history. But literally, the millions of dollars that are spent on sneakers. In fact, they were at a show uh, in some place where this guy was doing this deal for like... It was super... It seemed super shady. It, it like, did. Like, he's hey, got can like, you shut the cameras off for a minute? Like, the guy had like stacks of cash. <laughs> like thousands and thousands right. of dollars. Yeah. And he's going like, hey, I'm going to go make a deal for these shoes. I think it was <laughs> like, like a $30,000 deal for this table of shoes. Well, the, and he talked to that one like middle school kid, right? The kid was... I mean, young yeah, kid. Yeah. And he's like, well, what's the most expensive pair of shoes? And the kid had spent like $1,800. And I'm trying to figure out how that kid got $1,800. And I mean, if, <laughs> if I was a kid and you gave, you gave me $1,800, I'm not spending it on one pair of shoes. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, I like, I don't mind spending, you know, at least $100, maybe $150. I think that's the most I've ever spent is $150. But eighteen hundred, like I might draw the line. I don't know. I would draw the line way before I got to eighteen hundred. <laughs> that's right. a that's an expensive. Pair and that of was shoes. for sneakers. Like I wouldn't wear those on a job site where they're going to get muddy or drywall or. I wouldn't want to wear them ever. And be like, <laughs> like, oh, I got a scuff on my eighteen hundred dollars right. shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I can't ever wear white shoes. I know that's kind of the cool thing, or the white shoes. But I get a scuff mark on them within fifteen minutes. Uh, well, yeah. and this kid is in middle school. Like his feet are going to grow in the next month <laughs> right. and a half, right? right. I mean, yeah. you just got to keep it in like a glass. But yeah, so there's a significant <laughs> amount of money spent. Yes, on sneakers. So all that stemming from <laughs> when was the first cobbler? Now, so here's a question related to the armor. Why do you think Paul, uh, why did he choose the sandals or the boots or, the, you know, the shoes, that yeah. the, the footwear? Why did he choose that as the piece of armor associated with peace? Because right? it talks about these are the, you know, your feet fitted with the readiness of the... Uh, that's an interesting question. I mean, 
to maybe back up a little farther, I mean, you look at the variety of churches that are out. I mean, just even in our small community, there's a variety of churches, it, it, which is great. We're all different body parts in, in the, the greater body, you know, and Jesus being the head of that. I wonder if it's like the peace that we have is keeping the main thing the main thing. Regardless of what is going on all around us, we can all agree <laughs> that Jesus came, lived, died, rose again for every single human being on earth. And like the, we can just have that peace and that, that foundation, that basic truth. Um, and I think it's gotten contorted or some people tend to bend this way or they've put more emphasis on this over that. And, and to me, it's like, you know, we quote it a lot here. Uh, Luke 19.10, that Jesus came to seek and to save the lost, right? Um, that, that was his mission statement. We say that a lot here. We teach that in the Next Steps experience. So I, I think it, the foundation, everything that we come back to, is the gospel message that Jesus came. And he, he came to, to bring peace not only to humanity, but also in that spiritual realm that we've talked about a little bit as well, that even the things that are unseen, I think he's bringing peace into that arena, so to speak. Well, well. so now let's talk about peace, though, because I think some of us, and myself included at, at various points in my life, we think of peace as the absence of conflict. Yeah. Right? I mean, you go on a Miss America pageant, right? <laughs> and if you could have one with a world Weird peace, peace. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, I mean, and, they, and they're talking, yeah. hey, like, no more wars, no more, you know, right. injustice, no more any of these things. We think of peace as the absence of conflict. Yeah. But that isn't what Paul was talking about. What when we talk about peace, what does that even mean? Yeah, conflict. I mean, you're always going to have conflict. I think it's a matter of, well, can you bring peace into conflict? That'd be an interesting question to unpack, but uh, you know, I, I I can't speak outside of my own experiences, but I I would have chaos, I would have turmoil in my life. Most of it was based on poor decisions that I had made. Uh, some of the chaos in my life, it was because of um, people that have made choices against me that were outside of my control, especially in my childhood. But in the midst of all of that, there's, it's hard to s- describe. You know, I, I teased the, a little bit in the message that, especially for someone who, if you're not a follower of Jesus, it is this supernatural peace that we can have. And it's hard to describe. For me, it's hard to put into words. It's not that I don't ever have conflict in my life. Trust me, I do. (laughs) Uh, Especially at home, you know, with the kids or even with my spouse, like we we have conflict. But it it doesn't maybe excel to a certain point um, that it has in the past prior to Jesus. Maybe sometimes this chaos and this turmoil it would just keep going and go almost like a wildfire where now it, it might burn a little bit, but it seems to be a little bit more controlled. I, I don't know if that makes sense, and I, I know that doesn't directly answer your question, but just speaking out of my own experience, um, I, I don't fully comprehend what's happening in this situation. I don't fully understand what, what's happening. But you know what? <laughs> like, uh, who was it? Um, Carrie, she's a singer. She won American. Jesus, take the wheel. 
Carrie Underwood. Oh, Carrie Underwood. Yeah, like, hey, I, I don't know what's going to happen, <laughs> but Jesus, take the wheel in this. And I'm going to trust in that. Like, I'm, I'm going to sit in that, that I can't control this situation. Jesus, I know that you're in control of this. I trust that you're Holy And that's really the Holy Spirit kind of comes in and rests in on me, and, and I experience this, um, this peace. <laughs> I, I, I know that's super vague in my response, but th- that's the only way that I know how to best describe it in, in my own personal experience. So before I go to the next, que- the next like, real question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you- you're just setting me up. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. Have you seen the, uh, I think it's Tim Hawkins. He did a parody of Jesus Take the Wheel, and it's called Cletus Take the Reel. It's about a couple of guys fishing. Have you seen this? I don't think I have. Hey, remind I know me who Tim Remind Hawkins me when is. we're done shooting, and I will. I will okay, I, I'm looking forward to that because I like some of his other it's stuff. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Oh, he's uh, for those of you that are not familiar with Tim Hawkins. He's a he's a comedian, but he incorporates a lot of music. He'll play the guitar. He's, he's super gifted, and he does he does uh, a handful of parodies. So yeah. Cletus Take the Reel. Look it up on YouTube. Uh, it's hilarious. He reminds me of Weird Al Yankovic. The way he can take um, famous songs. Yeah, so I mean, Weird Al is, is several levels like above pretty much every other human being on, the, on <laughs> right. Earth that has tried to write a parody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a long-time Weird Al He reminds fan, me of that, so. but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, okay, so, so anyways. drop the bomb. What's the oh, real question? Oh, it's not a bomb. I mean, because I mean, you're talking about your experience, but, but for, for whoever's out there watching or listening right now, Right? And, and maybe their life is in the midst of chaos. You, you talked about two aspects of peace, right? Number one, that you can have peace. Mm-hmm. And the second one, that we should go with peace. Yeah. Right? So, so when you talk about, hey, you can have peace, to the person who's listening or watching right now, and they're saying, my life is chaos, how can I have peace? Mm. I mean, what, what would you say to that person? Like, what, is that, mm. what does that look like? What, are there steps that they have to take? To be able to to have this peace, or yeah, does it mean like oh the chaos in my life is going to, to go away? Just yeah, I don't know that super, it goes away. Super practical and 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 unpack that a little bit for us. Yeah, I'm I'm processing your question because I think there's so many. I think there's so many different layers to it. Um, once again, I can only speak out of my own experiences that I've I've had this. Um, I don't want to get, I don't want to share too personal of things because there's other parties involved with it. But there would be news that would be brought to me about maybe an incident that had happened. And it's absolutely devastating. Like turmoil all over. Like what is happening right now in the midst of all that? And so as I'm wrestling with that, I think prayer is a key component. Like, God, I can't handle this right now. I need your help. I need your wisdom. I need your discernment. Help me to walk through this thing that is happening right now in the midst of this chaos. Uh, Lord, I need um, wisdom and counsel in this. Lord, could you bring other people who would point me towards you in this situation that could also uh, speak life into this situation? So probably seeking out good counsel, not, not that you want to go gossip about everything that's going on in your life, but maybe look for that wise person who you know loves Jesus, who's going to point you towards Jesus and could potentially speak life. As you work on that, that doesn't mean on like you can almost side hustle and speak. Maybe that's the wrong way to say it. But you, even in the midst of what's going on in your life, 
Could you still speak life into someone else who's still going through something? I think that's the idea of going with peace. Hey, I don't have it all together, but that doesn't mean that I can't try to speak life into this other person in their situation that's going on. Because I think when we take our eyes off of our own situation and selflessly look to help others, I think some of the turmoil doesn't seem as weighty anymore. It, it doesn't seem like the tension is quite as tight because I've, because at least for me, I get so laser focused on my situation and my thing. It, it's like me, 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 my, 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 I, I, I. It's all about this where I think if we pull the lens back out and we selflessly look at others, I think that's kind of the idea of going with peace. And I think the turmoil and the chaos it doesn't seem quite as big as what it did before when we're looking at other people. Not that we still don't struggle with those things. Because uh, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking of this situation that's happened in my life. And uh, because it deals with other parties, I, I, I can't, I, I need to respect the other people Alex, in that. But it was one of the most awful things that I've ever gone through. Um, and still wrestle with it. Uh, I still think about it at nighttime from time to time, this situation, and how could I have done it differently? Uh, you know, what, what could I have done differently? Is there anything I could have done differently? Were my hands kind of tied, so to speak, in that situation? But how did I handle that situation? when there? Because there was conflict in there. I did need to address other people in this particular situation, did I bring peace into that situation? I, I think of the fruit of the Spirit, gentleness, because that's not a natural fruit for me. That's one that i got to pour a lot of fertilizer on. <laughs> got that miracle grow bag. I'm trying. Just, just I'm trying right really hard. But I really bring gentleness and peace I, to me because it's not a natural thing for me. Gentleness is a huge thing about bringing peace into a situation. But, but on that note, too, peace is one of the fruits of the Spirit. Right. I mean, so this is not something that we just, oh, like I'm naturally going to experience peace. This is, this is right. something that comes, uh, it grows out of our, our connection and our relationship right. with, with God through the Holy Spirit living within us. I mean, yeah. peace flows out of that. Yeah. Right? I, so I, I don't think I directly answered your question. <laughs> I mean, it's super heady, it's super out there, but... I don't think there is a black and white way of, well, this is how you get peace. And I, I think it depends on the situation. I think of the fruits of the Spirit. I mean, how would you answer the question? So, so I would say, I mean, for those of you that are, that are wrestling with chaos right now, again, it's not that your, your chaos will poof, disappear. Correct, yes. It's that in the midst of your chaos, you can hang on to, and this, this relates a little bit, all the armor is connected. This relates a little bit to the message that you're going to hear next Sunday. Uh, about about the shield of faith, right? I mean, it's it's hanging on to and trusting that in the midst of chaos, God is still who He said He is. Right. Jesus is still with Holy Spirit is still with you even in the midst of chaos, and that is our source of peace. It isn't circumstantial; it's it's beyond that because we know that even if all the crap hits the fan, everything just goes to hell in a handbasket. The Holy Spirit is still with us. Yeah, God is still faithful. And we can we can trust that our our peace is is centered on and rooted in Him. Now you did hit on something I think that is that is really practical. You said you start with prayer. Yeah, I think it's Philippians four six and seven. 
don't be anxious about anything, right. but in everything with, with, with prayer, prayer and, petitions, and petitions, present with your request to God. Thanksgiving. Yeah. And it says, and the peace of God, yeah. which transcends all understanding, mm-hmm. or our understanding, depending on the version you're reading, uh, will uh, fill your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So go, so go back I'm, to I'm, that. Uh, remembering that if you're being correctly. thankful, right, if you're praying, typically you're not thinking about me anymore. You might be thinking of how you've been blessed maybe, but it's just been this outside source coming in. Like, at least for me, the gratitude that I have, the thankfulness that I have, like, wow, God, you gave me uh, clean drinking water today. I, I can go to multiple sinks in my house. I always default to that because it's such, such a simple thing that I think we can look over. But I'm also thankful for relationships that God has brought into my walk, and I'm thankful for people who have come into my walk. When we begin to stop thinking about ourselves and begin to start thinking about other people. And maybe the problem with that is, is I'm just such a selfish person. <laughs> like, well, I, think, I, I mean, I mean, selfishness, I think is, is the default position of sinful humanity. Well, <laughs> I, I realize just how selfish, especially in the last month, just how selfish I am. I'm such a prideful person. God has really been chiseling on me about that. And it's hard to have a heart of gratitude when it's all about me. And uh, I, I think that's the reason why I had that separate conversation in the message about going with this peace, is that we, we need to be thinking about other people who don't have any peace whatsoever. So even in the midst of my chaos, I might be able to experience just a little bit of peace, but that little bit of peace might be way more than what anybody else has who uh, is far from God, who doesn't have any relationship so let's just go with the little bit of peace that we have, and let's go have uh, this attitude of um, selflessness and overflowing what we do have. So let's let's uh, unpack a little bit more of this idea of going with peace. You know, because you uh, in your message you referenced uh, what is it Romans ten? Yeah. Uh, you know where it talks about you know how can anyone you know know unless they hear, and how can they hear unless somebody preaches to them, and how can somebody preach unless they've been sent? You know this this idea. So when we talk about going with peace, I mean, right now you're talking about it in a, in a little bit different of a, uh, a light. But, I mean, is there an aspect of that to where we would, you know, the, the churchy word would be evangelism, mm. right? Like where, where we're going out and we are telling people uh, about Jesus. We're, we're talking about who he, who he is, what he came to do, right. uh, salvation, you know, all of those different elements of, of, of Jesus. Is, is that part of going with peace? Uh, or is it more the, hey, I'm going to try to just, like, where I see chaos, I'm going to go in and try to bring encouragement. I'm going to try to, like, point people towards uh, this attitude of, of gratitude. I think it um, could be all of that. I mean, that, so up north from here, there was some flooding, right? Like a dam broke. There's a lot of chaos going there. I think you could physically go in there and help try to bring some peace by helping board up a house or something, you know, or putting a shelter up for someone who's been displaced. But at the same time, I think of people who might be in the midst of a divorce or one of the spouses is trying to follow Jesus and the other one isn't. And how can you be encouraging to this person where the one spouse uh, is like resistant against this relationship with God? And how can you spur on and encourage the one who's trying with everything that they have to seek out Jesus and to be this loving, kind, this person who's trying to live out the fruits of the Spirit in their relationship. And 
I, I think for me, you know, with evangelism, evangelism could literally just be one-on-one having a cup of coffee and just listening to someone and praying with them. If Holy Spirit prompts maybe a, a scripture to maybe share with that person, I don't know that it's standing out on the street corner trying to bring peace to everybody. Um, I, I don't know how effective that is, but Jesus was very relational, and, and, and I think bringing peace is being relational. The problem with that is it requires selfless, selflessness on our part because we would need to sacrifice our time. We'd need to be generous with our time um, to invest in this person. Uh, once I, I think it comes down to selflessness. It's, I keep it keeps coming to mind in this podcast is because uh, uh, we we talk about generosity in the next steps, and it's not just a money thing. One of those things is our time and our talent and our treasure and all these different things. But our time, how can we be selfless and generous with our time and bringing peace into a person's situation? That might mean giving them a phone call or a text, physically meeting them, maybe actually taking a person out for a meal and just listening, not going in with an agenda, but just listening. If Holy Spirit prompts you to maybe give an encouraging word, then be obedient to that. But don't go into it like, well, I need to thump them with some scripture here in this situation sort of thing. I think we just go in there with this gentleness and this encouragement I think that person could receive peace like, man, I, I was going through hell, but Josh invested time into me. He took, he even bought me a cup of coffee. He listened to me. He prayed for me. I'm going to leave that meeting with you probably with maybe at least 1% more peace than what I went into that meeting. And because of that, maybe I can go over. Now when I go back to the office, I can now go with this little bit of peace, with this coworker who might be going through this because I've experienced this little bit of peace because you invested in me, you bought me a cup of coffee, you listened to me, I, you modeled it for me. Now I can go and maybe try to do what you did to me with someone else. Does that make sense or am I just really out there? No, I, I, I hear what okay. you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Now, I do want to ask though, you know, we've, you know, we were, I referenced the Ephesians passage where it talks about the peace of God. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the armor of God right. and, and peace associated with that. Um, is it possible to truly experience peace if you are not uh, living in communion with Holy Spirit? Can somebody who is mm-hmm. not a follower of Jesus truly experience peace in this world? Maybe a certain level of peace. I mean, we, man, I keep coming back to this. I, one of my favorite teaching series we've ever done here is Dangerous, A Church Unleashed. By far one of my favorite teachings we've ever done here. And we talked about uh, going deeper, right? Like we can, it starts off ankle deep to, you know, knee deep to waist deep, over your head sort of thing. I wonder if it's possible for a non-believer to experience maybe getting your toes wet with an idea of peace. And maybe it's more than they've ever experienced in their entire life. But there's more. And I think when we do have Holy Spirit, I think Holy Spirit is the game changer. It's this power source that is completely underutilized in our lives. That That's that supernatural peace that we can experience. That does transcend all understanding. I think Paul, he totally got it, right, when he, when he wrote to the church. 
and that we can have this peace that transcends all understanding. Well, that's hard for us to understand, but I think if we were filled with the Holy Spirit, we can gain a little bit more understanding in that. No, so that's good. So we talked about this last week. I want to throw this out there again. Maybe right now you're listening or you're watching, and your life is in chaos, and and you you know that you are not experiencing peace. And you and you hear us talking, and you say, I want that peace that you guys are talking about. Uh, just like I said last week in, in the episode, shoot us an email, podcast at theradiantlife.church. We would love to have a conversation with you about what it looks like to enter into that relationship with Jesus to where you can experience that peace. Because outside of Holy Spirit, you'll, you'll never fully have that peace of God that transcends our understanding you won't have that rock, mm. that anchor in the middle of chaos mm. to hang on to yeah. without Jesus. And we would love to have that conversation. Podcast at theradiantlife.church. Shoot us an email. We would hey, love it, to have that conversation. If you're that person right now, if you're listening or if you're watching right now, why not do it? Why not send that email? Like, hey, I got questions. It doesn't have to be a big, long thing. You don't have to tell the whole story, but. What's holding you back? That would be the question that I would ask you. Wrestle with that. Or maybe you're listening and you are a follower of Jesus and you're like, I am not experiencing that mm, peace right now. Yeah. We would love to have that conversation Absolutely. with you as well. Yeah. Because this is something that we can have. This isn't like, a, oh, once I achieve level 10, you know, I'll have that peace. You know, this yeah. isn't you know, Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> right. <laughs> Need to level up. But uh, so. But there is more. There's always more. And. If you are a follower of Jesus, you're not experiencing that. You can find freedom from the that. That's the language we we want people to experience Jesus, find freedom, and I think that finding freedom can be on an emotional level. And when you find that freedom, you're actually going to experience Jesus in a new and fresh way, yeah, which yeah. I think is super exciting. That's good. So we'd love to chat with you. Go ahead and shoot us an email. But otherwise, thank you, Brandon. Yeah, man. For, uh, Joining me for episode 15 I love hanging here. out with you, man. Thank you guys for joining us for episode 15. This has been Radiant Reflections, podcast of Radiant Life Church. We would love it if you would like, share, subscribe, rate, review, all of those things. It gives us feedback on, on how we're doing, but it also lets you share this to help other people experience this as well. If you liked it, share it. Love it. Thanks. And we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. We hope today's edition of Radiant Reflections has helped you live like Jesus and share his love with your family, friends, and neighbors. To learn more about the church family this podcast originates from, check out theradiantlife.church. That's theradiantlife.church. Maybe you have some questions after listening today. We'd love to hear from you. Send an email to podcast at theradiantlife.church. That's podcast at theradiantlife.church. Don't forget to subscribe to the Radiant Reflections podcast. When you subscribe, you'll always have the latest content delivered right to your phone from the Radiant Life Church. We'd also be grateful if you could rate and review Radiant Reflections. Every time we receive a five-star review, more people learn about this podcast. We also want to encourage you to share this podcast on social media and with your friends and family. Join us next time for another edition of Radiant Reflections.